0: Hallelujah, praise God, Father I do thank you this day for the word of the living God that it is ever settled, it's ever true, we thank you that this day we'll understand more than we've ever had, we thank you for the anointing on me and the anointing on those here to hear this word and we give you honor in advance and glory, in Jesus name, amen, Amen. Hallelujah, you can be seated. Turn with me this morning to the ninth chapter of the book of Hebrews. Ninth chapter of the book of Hebrews. We'll start in the twelfth verse. Neither by the blood of goats and calves, this is the old covenant, not by the sacrifices or what they brought to God, But by his own blood, he entered in once into the holy place, obtaining eternal redemption. Praise God. Beck said, paid a price that frees us forever. Amen. Amen. Barclay said, he secured our eternal deliverance for for us. Praise God. Hothraeus Way. Translation, how much more shall the blood of Messiah who through the eternal spirit offer himself unblemished a sacrifice to God avail to clean our very conscience to deliver you from obligations of performing works of the law. Now he, he's finishing that up in the 14th verse there. He said, how much more shall the blood of Christ who through the eternal spirit offer himself without spot to God to do what? Purge your conscience. From what? From dead works to serving the living God. Hallelujah. See, he, he says here that he wants your conscience purged or cleansed from what? Dead works to serving the living God. And he has just said that through Jesus Christ, he has totally delivered us. You have an eternal deliverance. You're not going to have one, but God's already, past tense, delivered you. Amen. See, what we have done, we have gotten people saved by grace. By grace we've saved, then we've put them back under the law and said, you've got to live a certain way. You've got to do a certain thing or you're not pleasing to God. Now, if you fail, you're not pleasing. If you've sinned, you're not pleasing. And we've taught people that kind of thing. But you know, God does not ever change. God's in love with you right now and it ain't nothing you can do about it. He's in love. Now, all God wants you to do is respond to his love. How? By being good and doing all it? No, by loving him only. See, God wants an intimate relationship with you. He does not want you just, you know, we've got fellowship with God. Well, ain't that lovely? Oh, we've got a relationship with God. No, that ain't. He wants an intimate relationship with you to the point that he is the husband and you are the bride. I mean an intimate relationship where you know how much he loves you, that how much you are a favorite with him. See, not by what you've done, not by works of righteousness you've done, but by his own blood, he has made you well-pleasing in his sight. See, praise God. Praise the name of the Lord. You trying to, Do something. You trying to become acceptable to God. See, that's not grace. That's you trying to do it. Well, I'm trying to quit this and I'm trying to be a better person. Well, I'm trying, you know, I'm trying to serve the Lord the best I can. Well, all that's junk. All that's you wasting your time. See, through the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, you're already well-pleasing to God. Yes. Not by works of righteousness or not by what I've done. See, that's why, see, people get under condemnation when they fail. They get out on their self. You know the law works wrath. What's well, wrath? Wrath's you trying to get it done. That's anger. You ever got mad at yourself for failing? Huh? Well, see, that's not right. You can't operate in the blessings of God if you've got something against what you've done, how you've acted. See, this thing is not about how you've done something, but it's by the permanent deliverance of the Lord Jesus Christ who has made you a favorite with God. You don't think, uh, he said, principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, nothing present, nothing future, nothing can separate you from the love of God. That includes your sin. Well, brother soul, you know, why? I'm liable to just sin. Well, I don't doubt you will. I don't know many people that hadn't ever failed. Do you? You know, I, I say, who, who hadn't ever failed? And anybody raised a hand, I can have all to call for liars. Amen? Well, when I fail, what does that mean? That means I failed and that's all. Does that change my relationship with God? Not one bit. God's not mad one day and sad another one, happy one day and, and just miserable the next He said, I am the Lord thy God. I change not. See, I can have faith in a God that loves me and ain't gonna get mad when I fail. I can have faith in a God that I am a favorite with that's offered me the greatest deal in the world. I can have faith in him because no matter what's happened. You know, you just look at some of the folks that God had had to run around with. Take a fellow named Moses. You know what that fellow is? He was killing people. He was a murderer. David, he said, David's a man after my own heart. He committed adultery and murder. See, folks think, think sins, all these things. I heard a preacher talking about last night, talking about the Ten Commandments, how you ought to teach the Ten Commandments to your children. Why, that's junk. That's old covenant, that's law, that's you trying to perform in such a way, live in such a way that I'll be pleasing to God. No, grace is God himself in Christ Jesus restoring the whole world to favor. I got faith in Jesus, not in how I live, not whether I'm obedient or disobedient, you know, if you've got something from God, you won't obey. You want to love God. Amen? Praise God. Praise God. You know, Jesus gathered up a bunch of river rats, called them disciples. Now we call them apostles. They had one fellow, Peter. I mean, he cut a fellow's ear off. He didn't like what he said. He just cut his ear off. He was one of your apostles. One of the foundations of the church. After Jesus went to the cross, he said, I'm going fishing. I had to jump. They come found Peter. You know what he had? He was out there in, in, in the lake. Didn't even have no clothes on. Man, what do them Pentecost folks do with that? Huh? What could they do with that? Didn't even have a hairdo. Didn't even have a dress. I mean, he, is, he was... See, we're trying to please God by our actions. We're trying to be approved of God by how we live. We're trying to give God our finances to give him something to bless. And he's already blessed you through Jesus Christ. You already got a covenant with God. He said, it's my good pleasure to give you the kingdom. God likes it. God's in love. See, the grace of our God has already been extended. Hallelujah! Trying to please God, trying to be acceptable unto God—that's not grace. Grace is God's unconditional love toward you, with no strings attached. He don't even have a string. Well, I failed. Well, Holy, I pull your string. And he pulled one, I'm on one leg. He pulled two of them, I'm on my backside. He don't pull strings. He put all your strings on Jesus. He put all your sickness on him, all your sin, past, present, and future. Amen. Folks preach it such a way. Well, God forgave you all your sin. Yeah, up to the cross. Well, I wasn't even born then. Huh? When you accepted Jesus Christ, every sin you have is paid for, past, present, and those tomorrows. Hallelujah. Sin's paid for. Sin's handled. God does not want you to have a consciousness of sin. Now listen to it. Hebrews 9, 14. How much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offer him self without spot to God. Purge your conscience. Purge your conscience from what? From dead works to serving the living God. Purge your conscience. You know what that is? Any of you know how to get something purged? I had a, my mother's sister, she had mental breakdowns all the time. And she always was taking black draw. Any of you know what that is? They call it black draft now. When I was a kid, it was black draw. And because she took it, she thought, I ought to have some of it too. Now I'm telling you right now, that black draw will set you free. Now I promise you that. Amen. Well, God wants you to have some black draw of a conscience. He wants to set you free from what? Now listen to him, what he said. How much more shall the blood of Christ through the eternal spirit offer himself without spot? Purge your conscience from what? You doing it. You trying to please God. You trying to do something right. Purge your conscience from dead works where you can serve a living God. A God that's in love with you. A God that wants to help you. Praise God. Well, I fail so much. Well, turn it to God. God will help you get over that. You know why God don't want you to stay drunk all the time? Huh? Ain't good for you. Ain't good for you. See, you ever woke up with a hangover? I mean, have a head way out here? Huh? How come he didn't want you to stay doped up? Because well, it's kind of like the word D-O-P-E, dope, because you're a dope when you own on it. Now you think you're the brilliantest thing, especially you get on speed, man, man, look at him. I can just do everything, you know, man. I can, ooh, glory, man. I mean, you're so fast. I mean, you're faster than the angels are. Your mind's thinking so far out, you way behind. You think you done hit the mark. Everybody's looking at you and you think, my, where'd they get that fellow? Huh? Why don't God want you to do something? Because it ain't good for you. He knows what's best. He wants your conscience purged from you doing something to please Him to understanding that I am in love with you unconditionally. No strings attached. Purge your conscience Hallelujah. from dead works. Look in the 12th chapter of Hebrews. Hallelujah. 28th verse. It said, wherefore we receive in a kingdom which cannot be moved. Let us have grace. See, you're in a kingdom of grace of God's unconditional love. See, this kingdom that Almighty God has is a kingdom that operates one way. Well, if you'll do live right, no, some of you ain't going to live right. And I think God knows that. I don't think it surprised him when you messed up. I don't think it shocked him said, my God, look at that. My God, I ain't never seen such a sin as that. My, my, my. Oh, ain't it something? I don't think he gets all bent out of shape about it. You know, I've heard preachers say, well, God turned his back on Jesus when he was on the cross. He couldn't look at sin. Well, he's looking at you, ain't he? Huh? So he ain't sin ain't bothering him. He believes the blood of Jesus paid for it. So he wants your conscience, your thinking. I mean, what you think. You know what your conscience is? That's what you think about. I mean, deep down what you really think. Not what you told your wife or told somebody else. It's what you really believe. That's your innermost thoughts. What do your innermost think? Well, I know I hadn't been pleasing to God. See, we there was trained in different religions, uh, uh, denominations. See, we, we, got, we got works on our mind. We even got preachers that say, well, when God opens the book, man, there he'll find every bad thing you ever done. That ain't God. That ain't our God. See, pre- preachers got people scared to go to heaven afraid to face God. How come you'd be afraid? Because your conscience ain't been purged from you pleasing God, you doing right, you obedient, you never failing, you never sinning, and what all you've lived by? Well, God's going to open the book. No, that's Santa Claus. He's the one keeping up with you naughty and nice. Not God. God has annihilated all your sins. Well, what's he extending? He's extending unconditional love. He's extending you the kingdom of Almighty God. He is extending to you the best deal you can possibly get. You can't get a better deal. They don't make one better than our God makes. Hallelujah. So, at 28th verse, Wherefore we are receiving a kingdom which cannot be moved, Let us have grace whereby we may serve God, acceptable and reverence and godly fear. See, what's he saying? He's just simply saying, bless God, get a hold of grace. He's just saying, we got a kingdom and it can't be moved. Let us have grace. Let's grab grace. Instead of grabbing works. See, we get people saved. By grace was you saved. You get saved by accepting Jesus Christ. It's your personal say, That's by grace you say. See? But then after you get saved, we put you over here under the law and thou shalt not and thou can't do this and thou can't. Paul said all things is expedient for me. I can do anything I want to. He said, but I don't do it. I got something working on me on the insides greater than me sinning. I got something greater than that. I ain't worried about sin. I got grace. I got God's unconditional love. Hallelujah. He don't have no strings attached. And if I fail, it don't bother him. He reaches there and says, get up here. Come up higher. Find out what I've done for you. You're seated in heavenly places now. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Turn over there to Ephesians, the second chapter. Galatians and Ephesians. Hallelujah. Second chapter, starting the seventh verse. Anybody got their shouting clothes on? Now listen to this, seventh verse. That in the ages to come, well, when you walk before God in the ages to come, he's going to know everything you've ever done in your life. Is that what he's saying? That in ages come he might show. What's he going to show us? In he show the exceeding riches of his grace. He going to show you, well, you might as well get used to it now. Amen. Yeah, Brother Sullen, you know. God's still against sin. I'm not saying God rejoices in sin. I'm not saying something like that. But I'm saying God's done provided something in you that's greater than sin. You've got a permanent deliverance. The blood of Jesus Christ stands for every failure you ever had. He was made sin for us who knew no sin, that you could be made righteous. You've been made holy. Uh, not me you don't know what I've done see you're trying to please God by what you've done you're trying to, you're trying to obtain God's favor how am I going to obtain God's favor well I got to live right I got the grace of God and that gives me a right to live right I got something greater in me than any kind of failure I got something in me that causes me to never fail it's the no fault clause. What is it? It's called grace. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, insurance companies say, "I'll give you a grace period." You quit, You ain't have the money to pay them, and it's, it, it lapped over another thirty days. Well, God's lapped over eternity. Hallelujah. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Hallelujah. Well, I can't pay it. I wanted to, Lord. I wanted, I was trying to do right, and I failed. See. God does not want you living under your failure or living under how you've missed it. That's called condemnation. Amen. There's therefore now no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus. I'm in Christ Jesus. Any man being Christ, he's a new creation, a new kind of man. Amen. Amen. Now listen to him. That in ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward who? Toward us. Ages to come. Going to show something. What? Grace. What do you mean grace? In his kindness toward us. In his unconditional love toward you. You know... If I know someone's in love with me, I can get anything they got. Do you know that? If I know, let me tell you something. God has extended the greatest thing in the world, his love, unconditional love. He He does not want a relationship or he don't want fellowship with you. He wants an intimate relationship relationship. I'm in love with you and he wants you to be in love with him. He wants you to know how much he loves you where you can fall in love with him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You remember when you first got saved you was about to jump out of your skin? Well God's about to jump out of his skin every day. Hallelujah. Every day he's so excited about you. Hallelujah. He can't be. You don't know why I've missed it, why i jump. jumped. See you, 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 you need your conscience pur- purged. You need to think like God instead of thinking like some kind of religious junk. Religion's always putting you down. Religion's always where you're a failure. Whatever you've done wrong, always bring it up. We got altars in a, in a Christian church. We have altars where you can get folks down front and squall them out. What an old sorry thing you are and keep you reminded that you ain't nothing but an old sinner see amen see we that have been around Pentecostal people we got altar benches in our, uh, our church we get them down Friday, Sunday morning we squall them out and they get back oh my God and they squall them out again you know if they ain't squall them out and they ain't cried long enough and hard enough they ain't got nothing and they can just barely get back for Wednesday night squall out meeting oh it feels so good Oh, feels so good. My God, it feels so good. You know, you go to crying and, and you'll feel better. But that ain't what God wants. He don't want you squalling, balling, hooping, hollering and all this kind of junk trying to please Him. Yeah. Hallelujah. Well, don't He want you to repent? Why, sure, if you do something wrong, repent and take off. Don't even hang around it. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Not by works of righteousness, which you have done. But by his own blood. So, praise God. Here we go. Seventh verse again, that in ages to come might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness towards us through Jesus Christ. Eighth verse For by grace are you saved. You got saved by grace. Yeah, Brother Sullivan, I'm sure it is. Just the love of God. Man, the love of God. Come on, I, I got to say. Yeah, but now we're going to put you under the law. And then you got to please God by how you give, how you live, how you uh, obey God, how you, whatever you do. Now, if you don't live right, you ain't pleasing to God. Well, that's a lie. You're pleasing to God because of one thing, the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Praise God. So by grace you saved through faith. And that not of yourselves is the gift of God. Not of works. Lest any man should boast. Not of works. Not of you doing it. Not of the way you lived. It's by grace. Grace didn't come from you. Grace didn't come from the law. Did not come from works. See, he said, the law came by Moses, but grace and peace and truth came by Jesus Christ. Grace came. Unconditional love. No strings attached. So failure should not cross your mind. Sin should not cross your mind. God don't want you sin conscious and afraid you're gonna miss it, afraid you're gonna do something wrong. He wants you righteous conscious. See, we are not to frustrate the grace of God, his unconditional love for us, his favor for us, his love for us. We're not to frustrate that. how did I do that? By me trying to do something when it's already been done. 99% of the prayers Christians pray ain't doing nothing but running their mouth. Say, so you don't believe in praying? Yeah, but a lot of stuff you're praying for is already handled. Amen. If you knew the love of God, the grace of God, you'd get it and go on. Amen. Well, I'm not praying enough, Brother we so Well, start praying enough. Yeah, but I feel so bad because I hadn't prayed in three days. Well, Some Christians ain't prayed three times a year. Most Christians don't pray till they have a problem. They run to God with a problem. See, you ought to be running to God thanking Him for what He's already done, what He's already handled, that I'm in the love of... Do you know we're in the beloved? You ain't just loved. you be loved. Huh? Said for God so loved Man, God's so much in love, hallelujah, hallelujah. Every time he looks at me, he gets happy. Say, that old boy's so cute, ain't he? Hallelujah, I like him. I just like him. Well, what makes you like him, God? Because of the grace that came through my son, Jesus Christ. Well, he don't live right sometimes. Sometimes he gets mad. Sometimes he loses his temper. Sometimes he talks about folk. Grace got him. First John 1, 9, he said, if you'll confess your faults, your sins, he's faithful and just. See, unless you try to justify your wrong, God don't want you justifying them. Well, I've done that, but she had that coming. I've took all I'm going to take off of her. I've had it with her. No, he said the love, the grace of God is shed abroad in your heart by the Holy Ghost. You got something on the inside of you, bless God, that's greater than any failure. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise the Lord, praise God. Not of works, lest any man should boast. The word boast there means no man can glory or no man can rejoice. He can't glory. He can't rejoice in what? What he's done. Well, I've done my best. God knows I'm trying to do better. Well, I'm trying to quit this. See, if you knew the grace of God, you could quit it. You knew the grace of God, how much love. Hallelujah. You know, a lot of folks are scared to quit drinking or scared or fearful of trying to get off of drugs or get off of something. Amen. They have DT shakes and all that. Well, I know the love of Jesus Christ. Let me tell you something. When I got saved, I'd been drunk two, day, uh, two months, day and night, day and night. Went everywhere. I thought everybody wanted to see me about two o'clock in the morning. Call folks all hours of the night. Amen. Well, what happened? When I got saved, I didn't even have the shakes. Let me tell you something. I woke up a many times, have to have a drink. I'd be shaking so bad I could thread a sewing machine and hit a running. But something took over, grace, and I fell in love with a master. When I accepted Jesus Christ, I had, had the shakes like that. Looked at my hands, they quit shaking. My, 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 my. Something done got me. Something's got a hold on me. You need to find out what God has got. He, my hold on God's my faith. I grabbed him with my faith. By grace was I saved. Through faith I grabbed him. But when I grabbed him, something bigger than me grabbed me. It's called grace. The unconditional love of Almighty God. Praise God. Praise God. Not by works. Not by lest any man should boast or have something to glory in. Well, Lord, I've been doing good, ain't I? Well, good, you ought to do good. Amen? Amen. Titus 3, 5, you ought to write that down. It says, not by works of righteousness, which I have done, but by his own blood. Not by works of righteousness I have done. See, not by how I'm trying to live, not by what I've done, not by my obedience, not by how I'm trying to please God. Well, I'm trying to do the best I can. A fellow wrote me the other day, said, I'm trying to do better." I wrote him back and told him, I said, "You're a flop. You're a miserable flop. You ain't understood nothing, I'm saying, preaching. You don't understand long as you're trying to do it, that's you. long as you're trying to please God some kind of way, that's you. You need to understand, not by the works of righteousness which I have done, but by the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, I am what he said I am. I am a righteous man. I am a holy man. I am in union with Almighty God. I'm superior and holy. That blessed God, a holy God can live in me. Well, oh my God, how'd you get to be that? By the grace of God. Not by works of righteousness which I have done. Hallelujah. See, righteousness doesn't come by my actions. Righteousness comes by Jesus' actions. He was made sin for us who knew no sin that what we could be made the very holiness and righteousness of God. That's who God made you. Well, Brother soul, you know, since I've been saved, I done took a drink. Well, I don't doubt it. Well, Brother Sullen, I've lied. Let me tell you something. And I, I hate worse than all of us, strife care. I'd rather a man get drunk than I had to see him carrying on a bunch of strife. Are you listening to me? That's the only thing in the Bible. God said he hated the people, of strife care. Didn't say he hated their sin. He said he hated them. Amen? Yeah. We categorize sin. Well, now this is a big one adultery. Oh my God. Fornication. We got all kind of, we take the Ten Commandments and try to put you under the law, trying to get you to operate under that law instead of under grace. Not by works of righteousness, me trying to please God as in the Old Covenant. Not by the blood of goats and calves, Old Testament sacrifice, but by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. I got eternal, everlasting redemption. Praise God. Praise God. Turn with me over a book to Philippians, the third chapter. Philippians, the third chapter. Look in the eighth verse. Paul said, Yet doubtless I count all things but lost everything. For the excellency of the knowledge of Christ, Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered loss of all things and do count all them but dung that I may win Christ and, ninth verse, and be found in him. Not having mine own righteousness, which is of the law. Not me trying to do it but that which is through faith in Christ Jesus, the righteousness which is of God by faith. See, you've got to have faith in God making you righteous. You've got to have faith in His unconditional love. You want to know how the kingdom of God works? Unconditional love. you got to get over in it. How? By having faith in how much He loves you. If you ain't got that, you ain't operating where the Bible says you still trying to work your way into his, his uh, good favor. See, so you trying to get there by something you can do. See, read that ninth verse again. He said, And being found in him, not having my own right standing, not having my pleasing of God, which is of the law, the law is your works. The law is what came by Moses. Hallelujah. What did it do? It didn't do nothing but try to cut out on sin. It tried to keep them from sinning so much. Now, we know, we know the law by the transgression. See? What if it wasn't any law? Then you couldn't, you couldn't sin, then could you? <laughs> what if the law was done away with? What if the law was fulfilled by the Lord Jesus Christ? Then if that law, me trying to please God, is set aside and I got something, the unconditional love of God, the grace of God working for me, then I don't have to worry when I miss it. I confess it and head on. I press towards the mark for the prize. I'm looking for a prize. One translation said, life on high in Christ Jesus Hallelujah. Living out of heaven. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Love it translates at 9 verse. I have disassociated myself from any kind of self-justification under the law, for I now have God's own righteousness. <laughs> God. Jerusalem Bible. I'm no longer trying to perfect trying for perfection by my own efforts. Well, I'm trying to do good. How many times have you ever heard someone done fail? Well, I'm I'm, I'm going to try to do better tomorrow. Well, I'm doing all I can. I, you know, I, I know it. I ain't nothing but a worm. I'm just the sorest thing it ever was. I lied. I meant to do good, but I failed and just lived there. You can't ever... Do you know doing the same thing and over and over and over and expecting different results? That's an idiot. Amen. Well, I keep confessing my sin over and over and over. Well, quit doing it. Get over here and get a hold of the grace of God. Get over here and quit trying to please God and know you're already pleasing to God. Well, I'm trying to quit this. I'm trying to, well, that's you. How about understanding what Jesus has done for you? Someone said, Brother Sullivan, you ever want a drink now? I said, man, I drink all I want to now. So you do? Man, folk ready, some of them ready to join the church right then. Man, I can get me a little drink. No, I just don't want to. I got something on me. I got something on the inside of me. I don't want no drink. I got something on the inside of me. I don't want no goofballs. Huh? I got something on me, in me. I don't want to sin. I got the love of God. God's in love with me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now I got something in me that makes me well pleasing to God. So, how did it get that way God done it. Not by how I done it. I'm doing way better preaching than y'all amen in today. Listen to this Jerusalem Bible said, I no longer try for perfection by my own efforts. Amplified not having any self achieved righteousness. Wait. No self won righteousness. Uh, Dear old Pentecostal lady I dearly love prayed all the time good woman Uh, I, I come to her house one day to visit her she's down in her back she can't get up you know how come she can't get up? She'd been on her knees all night long, done prayed 10 or 12 hours, trying to be pleasing to God, trying to be acceptable to God, trying to do something that God would be proud of. You say, God ain't proud of that? Sure, He's proud of anything you do. I'm not saying that, but you doing it to try to please God is the wrong motivation of your heart. You should be moved by the grace of God. I asked her, I said, dear sister such and such, are you a righteous woman? She broke down with went to crying and said, My God, I, I try to be. I th- Man, I wasn't two three months old in the Lord. I didn't know anything. I come over there to see her. Bless God. She's down in her back. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get her healed. I thought the easiest thing in the world get get healed. But you know people that try to justify themselves by their lifestyle how they treat their fellow man, and they've been taught all these things they've got to do to be pleasing to God, then they are trying to get it on their own, not by works of righteousness which I've done, but it's the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ that set us free, folks. Here she is down in the back. She's trying to be righteous. Don't know she is. I said, do you, do you know you're a righteous woman? Well, I'm trying to be. Well, why would you try to be? Well, I try to live right. I try to pray enough. I I try to sing, worship the Lord enough. I try to treat my fellow man right. I I I I I, I no, it's him, him, him. I took scriptures on healing and and tried to get her healed. She's down in her back. Do you know it took me over two hours? What oughta took me two seconds to get her healed. Took me over two hours. I had to teach her the fundamental. You know, it says, if you don't know your righteousness, you ain't nothing but a baby. If you ain't skillful in it, you gotta be skillful in what we're talking about. I mean, you know what skillful is? That's like Zorro with that sword. I mean, he can cut your buttons off your shirt with that sword. Now he knows what he's doing. You know, we're over trying, we're poking in the dark, trying to get Well, I'm just trying to do the best I can. Well, won't you quit trying? This ain't about you trying. This is about you living for God, receiving his grace, his righteousness, his favor, his unconditional love. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Righteousness means you're standing with God. How many of you know you've got total right standing with Almighty God? See, in Ephesians 1.13, he said, Paul writing to the church at Ephesus, where he preached three and a half." you know what he said? You done been sealed with the Holy Ghost to promise. He said, you already been sealed. Someone said, what does that mean? Eternal security? No, that's not what it means. I believe in eternal security, Please God, but that's not what it means. He said, you were sealed with the Holy Ghost of promise. The word "seal" means inspected and approved by Almighty God. How many of you have got a pair of drawers and found in your drawers something said inspected by number 13? Huh? If them drawers has got something wrong with them, they're going to carry them back over to number 13 and get, it, get her by the ear. How come you said these all? One of these legs six inches longer than in the other. Huh? It's got two front holes in it. Something's wrong here. How come? See, but you've been inspected and approved by God. How come? Because God put everything against him that you had against him on Jesus Christ and he became the righteousness for you praise God so you've been sealed and inspected Ephesians two ten said you were created in Christ God don't create any unrighteous people you need to give God the credit for being able to create what he wanted what did he want uh, wanted people that he's in love with him. He wanted people that he is in love with and for them to fall in love with him because he's so good. Amen. How, many of you could, how many of you could fall in love with someone? Well, I got, a, I got a good husband. He brings money home. Yeah, he's doing good. But you know, he comes home about halftime, about three sheets in the wind, and he done knocked three knots on my head this week. But I just love him so. It don't take long till that'll change, don't it? Now see, we've got God figured out if you do something wrong, He's gonna get you for that. And they write songs, doo 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 doo. God's gonna get you for that. See? And we sang them and believe that. God ain't getting you for nothing. He laid all your see, all your failures, failures has been placed on Christ. Amen. All your sin, all your failures. Everything that is against you serving God's already been set aside. Now he offered you the kingdom, and your job is to receive Jesus Christ. Bless God. And when you do, you in the perfect will of Almighty God. God is well pleased. You're a favorite with him. Hallelujah. If he's got it, I got it. Jesus said, everything God's got is mine. All of it. Praise God. Praise God. Turn with me back to Galatians, the second chapter. I can quote it, and you can quote it, but i want to read it. Galatians 2 20. He said, I am crucified with Christ, and nevertheless I live. Not, yet not I, but Christ that lives in me. And now, I now live by the Faith of the Son of God that what? Who loved me. I'm living by... How are you living? Well, I'm living by what, how I live. I live how I can please God. I live by how much I can give. I live by how much I can do for God. You know, it ain't nothing you can do for God. It ain't one thing you can do for God. God don't need nothing you got said, well, he made man where he'd have something to fellowship with. No. He made man because he's in love with this man. He loves this man. Not only does he want fellowship with, but he wants an intimate relationship with him that he's in love with you and he wants you to fall in love with how, throughout eternity, he's going to show you how much he loves you. He ain't going to throughout eternity put you over in the corner in a dunce suit. Kind of like a little boy. See, we kind of like a little boy. They stuck him in the corner over there and had his ring up there and had him tiptoe, put his nose in the ring because he done wrong. A mm-hmm. fellow come by and said, what are you doing? He said, well, I'm standing up on the outside, but I'm sitting down on the inside. <laughs> well, that's the way most Christians is. Yeah. they standing up and don't like it. Well, I like it. I'm standing up with Christ. I've already got something. I ain't sitting down because of nothing. Bless God, I'm pressing on towards that mark, living out of heaven, living out of the grace of God. See, listen to him, what he said. Listen to him. I was crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live. Now it's not I that lives, but Christ that lives in me. Now the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me. I'm living by how much he loved me. I'm living by how much he gave himself for me. 21st verse said, I do not frustrate the grace of God. I don't frustrate it. You know what frustrating it is? Frustrating how much he loves you. Well, I hadn't lived right. Well, I've missed it. That's frustrating this stuff. Hallelujah. See, grace and love. Love is it's God's unconditional love and no strings attached, no ifs. Well, God loves me if I don't. God loves me better if I do. Well, God's some kind of yo-yo, ain't he? He's up one day and down the next. I on not roller coaster. Up one day and down the next. Up one day and down the next. When you do wrong, he's mad. He's gonna get you for that. See, that's been taught. See, that's a lie spewed out of hell to keep you frustrated, keep you mad at yourself. Do you know that? Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God. Turn with me to a fifth chapter there of Galatians. First verse. Hallelujah. Are y'all grabbing this this morning? Huh? Galatians 5 1. Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherein Christ has made you free. And be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Don't get back under the law. See, that's what the Galatian church was trying to do. They got them saved by grace, but now they're putting them back under the law. Amen? Now they're putting them back under the law. See, those Judaizers were getting them, trying to get back under the law. Thou shalt not, thou shalt not. Thou must do this. Thou must love the Lord thy God with all his heart and all your mind. How many of you ever heard folks quote that? Huh? And say that's the new commandment. It is not, it is not, it is not. The new commandment says, bless God, love your neighbor as yourself, even as Christ loved you. That's right. See, the new commandment's how much he loved you, not you trying to love God. You know, it's hard to love someone who's knocking knots on your head. Do you know that? It's hard to love someone that's sitting there with a ball bat ready to get you every time you make a mistake. It's hard to love someone that's looking at how I walk the chalk line and never make a mistake, and if I bobble, he's ready to get me. See, that's Christianity. That's what we've taught in Christianity. That ain't Christianity. That's right. Christianity is how much God loved you, Hallelujah. how much he put it on Jesus. Yes. Jesus is still the center and the circumference of this thing called Christianity. Hallelujah. Look in the fourth verse, "For Christ is becoming no effect to you, whosoever of you are justified by the law. You don't fail from grace." That's simple enough, ain't it? You trying to justify yourself by how you worked, how you've done, how you've lived? Huh? Or are you trying to justify yourself because God loves me? God's in love. Praise God. One translation said, You've removed, you have removed from Christ's sphere of operation. One said, You cut yourself off from Christ and dropped right outside the sphere of grace. You done cut yourself off. Well, I'm trying to do better, Brother Sullivan. Don't you appreciate me trying? Don't you know I'm doing all I can? You, you know, I go to see someone's done fail. Why well, do you come to tell me how I missed it? I know how. If you fail, you know you missed it. Right. You don't need me or any heathenistic preacher telling you how you miss it, Amen. what you've done wrong. Right. Ever sin's paid for. Ever failure's paid for. The grace of God's kicked in for me if I don't try to justify myself. Well, I couldn't help it. I couldn't help it. Yeah, you can help it. You got the love of God on your side. You got the God that's in love with you. Can help it. That's right. That's right. Hallelujah. 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 He goes on to say six verse: For Christ neither circumcision availeth anything, or uncircumcision, but faith which works by love. You got to have faith in how much He loves you. Well, Brother soul, and i fail. Well, Brother Solon, you know I've sinned. Not by what you've done. Not whether you've circumcised or uncircumcised. Not by anything you've done. But by the grace of God. Hallelujah. Turn with me to the Romans, the fourth chapter. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Romans, the fourth chapter. Now, I want you to get some understanding in this. Now, Jesus did not come and just take the law and throw it away. Jesus was the end results, the finished work. He came through the law. He finished it. It's over. What do you mean? You trying to please God, you trying to sacrifice, you trying to do this, that's over. Now listen to him. 4th chapter and the 15th verse. Because the law worketh wrath. Do you know the law works wrath? Well, what does he mean by wrath? The word wrath there is anger. We would better translate it anger. I looked it up, Vines' Depository Dictionary of the Work. It said wrath means anger. What do you mean, anger? The law worketh anger. You get mad at yourself when you fail, you're mad. You're angry. Bless God. Seems like a just us keep trying and keep failing. Well, let's keep trying and forget to fail. Don't ever get under condemnation. Don't ever condemn yourself if you fail. Amen. Recognize what God's done. Folks always, always trying to figure out how they gonna please God. How are they this. Now listen to him what he said. Because the law worketh wrath or anger For where no law is, there is no transgression. (laughs) Well, what if I break the law? Ain't no law. Up in Montana, they don't even have a speed limit. How many of you know you can't break the speed limit up there? How many of you know in the grace of God, you can't break the law? Where there is no law, there is no breaking the law, no transgression. That's Bible, that ain't me. Hallelujah. That's Bible. Hallelujah. But where there's no anger. How many times you ever got anger? Anger about it when you miss it. You know, I, before I got saved, I smoked cartons of cigarettes. A lot of times I smoked carton every day when I was drinking. I've woke up a many times since I've been saved And I'd be smoking a cigarette. It's always a pale male. I don't want. And it was a foot long. It's ash on the end of it that long. And I'm smoking a. And I'm so mad. I'm just mad. How come? Well, bless God, if you ever go back to stuff, it's harder to get back over it. Do you know that? I'd be mad. And I'd think, my God, how come I went back to smoking? And first thing I know. I realized, I used to do that all the time when I first got saved. I'd wake up, and well, I failed God. And I was not I even smoked a cigarette. It's just dreaming. Let me tell you something. That's a puff of smoke compared to what God's done for you. It's a puff of smoke you trying to please God. You trying to do something. That ain't nothing. That's nothing compared to what Jesus has done for you. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah the law, you trying to please God by the way you live, the way you obey, the way I treat other people, the way I do this. Hallelujah. Well, I always try to do what's right. Well, you ought to. Turn over to the 5th chapter of Romans, 20th verse. Praise God. Y'all getting anything out of this? 5th chapter, 20th verse. Moreover, the law entered that the offense might abound. What do you mean? Come to light. That's what the law was to show you sin. How many of you know you ain't ever been under the law? As the Jews. That the offense may abound. But where sin abound, where sin and failure abound, where you missing it abound, grace did much more abound. I got more grace than I got failure. I got more grace. I got more unconditional love than all my actions put together. Every good thing I got, everything. If I got a thousand people saved, you know, I was in the Philippines and the first night I got a blind man here. I give the invitation and it looked like the whole world got up and come got saved at one time. I mean, far as I could see, people were coming, screaming for Jesus. All your works is as filthy rags. I told the Lord many times after that. Do you remember what I'd what I done in the Philippines? He had to teach me grace. Because I was raising a denomination at, at, at how you live. God's going to judge you. That ain't my God. Amen. Now where sin abound, what happened? Oh my. Judgment really come into be. Let me read that. For more of the law entered that the offense may abound. For where sin is, judgment really came on you. I'll get you for that. Huh? I'll hold that against you. Six months after you're dead, we'll pour lime on you where you can't none of you ever get out. Amen? But where sin abound, grace did much more much more, not just more, much more, 21st verse, that as sin has reigned unto death even so might grace reign through righteousness unto eternal life, how? by Jesus Christ hallelujah. by the grace of God hallelujah hallelujah all oh, glory to God praise God Grace is my ability to live holy. Praise God. Hallelujah. Turn with me, if you will. Let's read two more scriptures. Y'all give me two more scripture time. If you won't go on home. And I'll hold it against you for six months. Colossians 2.13. And you being dead in your sins, uncircumcision of your flesh, hath he quickened or made alive together with him. How many of you know you're together with him? Amen. Having forgiven you, part of your trespasses, your past. No, past, present, future, trespass. Fourteenth verse, said, blotting the handwriting ordinance out that was against us, which was contrary to us, took him out of the way, nailed him to his cross. Now listen to this, I love this, I love this. Praise God, law back said he crossed out the whole debt against us in his account book. See, preachers preach, when you get before the judgment seat of Christ, go open the book, and he's going to see what all things you've done right, how many things you've done wrong. No, that you've done wrong was under the curse, and it says Galatians 3.13, Jesus Christ became a curse for you. For it's written, blesses him that hanging on the tree that the blessings of Abraham might come on the Gentile, not to judgment. Amen. Now listen to this. Crossed out the whole dead against us in his account book. No longer counted the laws that we had broken. He nailed the account book to the cross and closed your account. You ain't got no account with God. God ain't keeping up with who you naughty or nice. Well, when he gonna reward me? Yeah, he's gonna reward me. Like how? He said, Come here, boy. You give a cup of cold water in my name. You helped an old widow woman on, had a flat. You visited me over to jailhouse. You understand what I'm saying? Things we count, things we count, we just, you know, we just doing it. No, God counts that special. Amen. Praise Praise God. Praise God. Let me read one more scripture. Hallelujah. Romans 13th chapter. 13th chapter. 10th verse. When you get it, say amen. Amen. Hallelujah. 10th verse. Love worketh no ill to his neighbor. Therefore love is. The fulfilling of all your works. It's done fulfilled. Well, where's the love of God? How much he loved you? He loved you so much. See, he put the love of God in your heart. You can love just like he did. Amen? Now listen to him. 11th verse. And that knowing the time, that now it is high time to awake out of sleep, for now is our salvation nearer than when we believe. 12th verse. The night is far spent. The day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of, right, of, of darkness. Cast them off. What do you mean? That stuff you've done for you, say. Cast them off. You got the grace of God. You got the grace of God. The love of God. He'll help you with it. So, cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. Let us walk honestly as in the day, not in riding, drunkenness, not in chambering, wantonness, not in strife and envy, but put on the Lord Jesus and make no provision for the flesh. Don't make no provision for failing. If I fail, that ain't no big deal. If I sin, that ain't nothing to God. He thinks the blood of Jesus is paid for it. Can you say amen? Praise God, praise God. It ain't nothing you can do. No way you can live or anything else can can improve on what God has done through Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. He's brought us into a place. What place? In the place of the beloved. Praise God. Every head bowed. Every eye closed. Now we've...